Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. I feel like it's not very often that the hiring of a quarterback's coach steals the headlines in the NFL. But that's that's kind of what happened yesterday. KOC and Quasi both spoke at their respective press conferences at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. And then funny and strategically, after they got done speaking, the Vikings put a release out later in the afternoon saying, hey, Josh McCown, new quarterbacks coach. And so we will dive into all of it. But Judd, tell the audience about our new friends, Fletcher Lake. That is exactly right. Yes. Welcome aboard Fletcher Welcome. Lake Lodge. Welcome aboard. Now, here's what we're talking about here. Oh, look at the B-roll here. Oh, I was going to say Did you take this B-roll? Is this your helicopter? I was, well, here, I'm going to tell you about this B-roll, okay? Because it's a great question. This is a full-service fish, uh, fishing lodge located in Ontario, Canada, only accessible by flying in on a traditional Canadian bush plane. So this is from a Canadian bush plane, you guys. Wow. This is really, really cool. The remote uh, setting ensures exceptional uh, trophy fishing for guests. We're talking about trophy walleye. We're talking about mm. northern muskies, smallmouth bass, all plentiful. Uh-huh. Cabins accommodate groups Good from ball. 2 to 12. <laughs> and now you're saying to yourself, but am I roughing it, sports dad? Uh-uh-uh, because you get daily made uh, service as well. A dock staff prepares your fully outfitted boat each morning. Jeannie and her staff, they're going to treat you like family. Here's all you have to do. Go to FletcherLake.com to learn more and or book your reservation today. That's FletcherLake.com. You know what? Everyone needs an off-season, including the Purple Daily family. If you're into fishing, no better way to rejuvenate for football season than Fletcher Lake Lodge. All right. All right. So, yeah, the Vikings sent out this little sneaky press release saying, hey, remember that guy that ended our season back in 2003? The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. You know, 
No. You know what the best part is now? <laughs> that is an incomplete pass. Yeah, because they pushed push off, him right? out of bounds. Yeah, that's but Nate right. Poole's <clears throat> pushed out of bounds. You do know that they're yeah. going to like write this down. I wasn't even going to make this a write that down prediction, but I, I, was, I wasn't going to do it. You know yeah. they're going to recreate Josh and Paul in some type of capacity with yes, with like a handshake instead of like no. You know, like there's going to be some type of thing that they'll have. They <laughs> have like to it. do it. Then is they got a gold mine. There, there's your gold mine of an opportunity for the Vikings Entertainment Network. <laughs> all right. Declan producing multiple Vikings yeah. properties Very here. Nice. I like it. So, nice. so the, the headline is Chris O'Hara has been the quarterback's coach for the last two years. He's young, by the way. He's like 33 years old. He was, yeah. he was Kirk's quarterback's coach, despite being several years younger than Kirk the last few years, last two years. So he moves into a pass game specialist role. Mm-hmm. And then Josh McCown comes in here as the new quarterback's coach. And before we get to the really interesting resume of Josh McCown, one thing in particular to keep an eye on, I would say with Josh McCown and Kevin O'Connell, two of the great jawlines in <laughs> NFL circles. Just a couple. You know what? Like Those guys look like they, they do chewing exercises for six hours a day together. Two guys that look like they should have been really good quarterbacks. Well, like, McCown, like, McCown spent 18. I would say. McCown yeah. is like Mount Rushmore of great backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Right, but just b- bouncing around. But I'm saying those two jawlines are like, like they are ideal they're for quarterback in jawlines. Yeah. They're busts in Canton. Like it, if you look at those jawlines, those are busts in Canton. I'm not talking backup, baby. I'm talking Super Bowls. If you were to just look at them and say, what position and what sport do these two dudes play? I think quarterback on the family feud board, first answer, quarterback in the NFL. Quarterback. Like they'd be, they look like they're quarterbacks. They look like they play football. It's like uh, Friday Night Lights vibes with both of those guys. They definitely look like they played some ball. McCown has a bit of a rug, like a rugby sort of chiseled look too, I think. Yeah. Like the, the hair, like, like, I don't know. He's, or I guess rugby would be one or um, not hockey really. He's got no. kind of the hockey hair up top, yeah. but not as much. Not as much the jawline. The, the, the teeth impressive. are nice. Your fist yeah. would hurt if you hit that jawline. Like, forget trying to hit. Your your fist is going to be hurt trying to knock that jawline. Teams got fooled because they, they looked at both uh, KOC and McCowan and said starting quarterbacks for a long time. They, they just looked the part, yeah. So Josh McCown knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs week 17, 2003. Very famous clip. 18 years as an NFL quarterback, 76 starts, one of the premier backup quarterbacks. He was a, a high-end backup that you could put in there for a half season to you know, right the ship. In 2015, Kevin O'Connell was his quarterback's coach in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And actually, so there's been all this buzz. Johnny Manziel went on a podcast yeah. and started ripping Brian Hoyer this week for, for basically being a bleep hole to him behind the scenes and not helping him. And Brian Hoyer then went on good morning football and was like, well, yeah, I mean, he wasn't ready to play and it's my hometown team. Like I'm trying to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Sorry. But the other guy in the mix for them that season was Josh McCown, who started a bunch of games for Cleveland and Kevin O'Connell. So Johnny Manziel put out, there was another clip of him or actually, I think it was just him tweeting. And, uh, and he's happy. He's happy that those guys have reunited now from their Cleveland days, KOC and, Josh McCown. And on that same pod, Johnny went on um, a rant that I think it was towards the end of his rookie season, which obviously was was kind of a disaster. But a DB's coach, I believe a defensive back or a defensive coach, pulled Johnny into a room and basically said, you know, if you committed yourself better, you'd be a hell of a lot better football player. 
and Johnny like talked about how that really just like rocked his world and he went back into the quarterback room and he looked white as a ghost and Josh McCown asked him like what's wrong with you like you look you look like you're seeing you look like you're seeing ghosts he said well this defensive coach just ripped me to shreds and apparently McCown went up to that room and then ripped that coach for trying to rip down a rookie quarterback who was already really fragile and you should not be doing that that's not your job to do so i think Johnny and Josh have a very close relationship yeah. And there was another clip from the same podcast. You guys should, audience, just go watch the podcast. It's <laughs> yeah, interesting. I watched it. It's good. But, uh, yeah, what's better, just watching the podcast or listening to us, us try and explain Josh, what happened <laughs> on the podcast? Josh but, McCowan has has um, definite coaching mm-hmm. uh, street cred is ba- basically what, what this comes down to. Just like with o- O'Connell. They weren't great players, but, like, they know exactly what in, – in, in fact, the, the best line was when, when Josh McCowan told – Manzel, I can't make that throw, but you can. It's a great line. Well, and he said, just tie us, tie a figurative string to my backpack and follow me around everywhere, yeah. and I'll show you how to be a quarterback in the NFL, right? Well, let's go to Vegas then. Yeah, how about you tie a string to your backpack can, and uh, go, go to, this, to this drug dealer's house? Um, so <laughs> then, okay, Josh McCown retires from the NFL, and Frank mm-hmm. Reich picks him up. Hey, here we are. We got the number one draft pick. We're going to get our quarterback of the future. And they identified Frank Reich. They identified Josh McCown to come in and be the one to develop whoever. They they hired him in February before they knew who they were drafting, right? Before they made the trade, I think they, they hired him in the middle of February last year. Then they make the trade with the Bears. They wind up drafting Bryce Young. Everyone gets fired. It's a train wreck. Yep. And so uh, McCown comes in. But the biggest thing on McCown's resume to keep an eye on. In 2019, he was an assistant coach at Myers Park High School in Charlotte, which I believe is where his kids played football. The quarterback there at the time was Drake May. Mm -hmm. Josh McCown was one of Drake May's high school football coaches in 2019. Mm -hmm. Super interesting. And in 2018, Josh McCown was a backup quarterback for the New York Jets, who had just drafted Sam Darnold third overall, who the Vikings also have been tied to as a potential bridge QB. Dude, holy cow. So here's here's where I think you could connect the dots, all right? I don't think this means Kirk is gone. After listening to what was said yesterday, the Kirk thing is definitely a work in progress. I think O'Connell sincerely wants him back badly, but it's a business decision, right? I think that this is a preemptive move in some ways for if Kirk is gone. Because, like, going up to get Drake May is probably a long shot if you're going to have to get into the top two or three, unless Drake May absolutely bombs the com- you know, the combine, and more importantly, his pro day. He's not going to drop that drastically. But I think that this definitely puts a 44-year-old, 18-year veteran in the quarterback's room where if Kirk is gone, there there is a guy who can basically be much like Mike Conley is for the Wolves, an adult in the room, which is incredibly important. I think this is a great move. I think this is a fantastic move. And anybody who, who got fired by the Carolina Panthers should consider themselves fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not I'm not judging anybody. Frank Wright, Josh McCowan, I ain't judging anybody off a year with that dumpster fire of an organization. Yeah, that's. I think that's the next big question here, and you just answered it, but do you hold it against him? Because I know there's a lot of people, wait a second, the, the Bryce Young thing was a train wreck. Everyone got fired in Carolina. 
I think the owner is the problem there. David Tepper feels like now that what's his name? Daniel Snyder's out of the league with Washington. There's a there's a fight now for the number one most incompetent NFL owner. And David Tepper has stepped up to the plate here the last couple of years to take that that crown. So I don't know if I hold I don't hold that against Josh McCown here. And he was remember he was in the mix, I think as a finalist for the Houston Texans head coaching job. Before they hired D'Amico Ryans, right? He was was very bizarre because it was so quick, but yes, he was. So clearly he's respected around the NFL. You know, he's spent 18 years in locker rooms with a bunch of different quarterbacks. You know, let's 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 call an audible here. Let's we we were going to do the KOC Quasi recap stuff on our second episode behind write that down. Let's put the we'll, we'll go hard count. We'll go write that down hard count on the second episode, boys. All right. And then let's play a couple clips here. I've, I can fire these decks. Um, By the way, before yeah. you start, one more fly in the ointment of this hire. Josh McCown's agent is Mike McCartney, mm-hmm. oh. who is Kirk Cousins' agent. Oh. So this this actually might be a backdoor trying to get Kirk to stay for all. Wow. We know at this point. Wow. Like, there I mean, is so much going on here. You talk about moving parts. You talk about, you know, ooh, like this and that. There are a lot of moving parts here. Folks. I'm telling you, also, if you want to dig even deeper here, so Josh McCown, hold on a second. This is wild. Josh McCown was a backup for the 2006 Detroit Lions, and their starting quarterback was John Kitna, who I've heard is warming up, too, to come back. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen. Well, all the next Johnny couple weeks. now. I, if you told me that that he was still playing somewhere, I would not be surprised in the least. But how old is John jo- Kitna? How old do you think John Kitna is? Forty-eight. He's fifty-one. Fifty-one. He's fifty-one years old. Mm-hmm. He's John still got Kitna. a chance. He, yeah, he, he's he a was, pocket passer. He's still in the league. In I'm a pocket passer. <laughs> Why can't you people see that? This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. So okay, so that I think I really think that was just gauging the interest of Vikings Twitter. There was there was that as a headline. And then there was let's start with the Quasi thing, then we'll get to the KOC clips. And he said some interesting things on Florio's PFT Live, but Quasi tried to say very little until the very end. He started getting pushed on Justin Jefferson. And he said two things starting with this one. We've said it and will continue to say it. We think he's the best wide receiver in the league. He should be compensated as such. We think he's one of the best non-quarterbacks in the league, and we think he should be compensated as as such. I think we all figured that, yeah, that's probably where the landing spot is, right? Highest paid wide receiver, highest paid non-quarterback. But for a general manager that, in theory, is trying to suppress the cost of players to build a roster, right? Like, it's interesting that he said all of this out loud vehemently at a podium at the NFL combo. What did you make of that part of it before we get to the trade stuff? Well, first of all, this is as frontal as as we have seen Quasi. And these are off of talking points, too. Like, he didn't, he didn't slip up. These were talking points that I'm sure were discussed with PR. 
yeah. that were discussed with probably guys like O'Connell and Brzezinski. You don't think he went rogue and just said, okay, I don't screw think, it, no. I'm, I'm going to say it? No, because there's such a large volume. I've got them written down here. There's such a large volume of of things that a GM, especially at the combine in front of you know everyone, yeah. like y- you slip up when you're talking to a reporter individually, right? You're sitting in a room. USA Today. You sort of forget yeah. about the recorder on. And, yeah, and you you're might kicking back. Yeah. This wasn't a slip-up. This was intentional. Quasi being what he vows to be, which is intentional. But that the quote that you just read, which was a long quote, but does include that to me, basically says, Justin Jefferson's getting the bag. I, Justin Jefferson's going to get what he, he wants. Now, we can certainly get to what's going on here about why it's not done yet and when it might get done. Um, but this to me, like with Kirk, if you go back on the Kirk quotes, especially from Quazy, they're very much a business. You know, there's like, we got to hit both sides. Got to do this. Got to do that. I, I think he wants them back, but it's a business. This was a, this is a direct message of, we are going to keep him and we're going to keep him at essentially he can call the price. Yeah. You're well, you're right about the, the tone from Quazy, especially when asked about cousins was we like him. We think he said we think we can win a championship with Kirk Cousins, but Kirk has something that he's looking for. We've got a way that we're trying to go about this, and we do need to find a way to meet in the middle. And it's going to be interesting if another team presents a goalpost that's just too far for the Vikings to reach. Is Kirk even willing to meet the Vikings in the middle, or would he say, "I don't know"? Here's the new bar, guys. It's over here. It's the Falcons or it's the Raiders, but. If Quasi is telling the truth here, which is, hey, we think Justin Jefferson should be compensated as the best wide receiver and compensated as one of the best non-quarterbacks in the league, what's the hang-up? Is the hang-up the one of the best non-quarterbacks part? That J.J. and his camp well, are saying, no, he is the best non-quarterback and should be compensated as such. And the Vikings are like, well, you're one of the best non-quarterbacks, and so I, it's actually down a notch. What's the hang-up? Or is it guarantees, which Florio put out there? Um, but here's so here's the most important, in my opinion, on the hangup. Here's the most important uh, quasi quote, okay? And it's the one where he sort of tips his hand. So so he he vehemently said, "I will not." You know, we, we have agreed the Jefferson camp. We've agreed we're not going to discuss what's out there. So we're not going to address the trade things. We think th- those are ridiculous, but we're not going to address them. But then yeah. he tipped his hand a little bit with this quote. Quasi said, they have their reasons for waiting. We have our reasons for wanting to do it sooner. Ultimately, we've got to come together and figure out a way to meet in the middle. What that tells me is, first of all, the waiting is on Jefferson's part, not necessarily the Vikings' part. Because the Quasi's saying, we, we want this done. Here's the bag. It's right here. Do you want Here's the bag? Right, right. Okay. So... And and this is spitballing totally, all right? So I'm not saying I haven't heard anything about this. I'm just trying to, because he's sending a message there. Like, he's sending up a message. Quasi's trying to tell us something, but he can't really tell us what he wants to tell us. Mm-hmm. So how about this one? Blink twice if he wants Kirk Yeah, back. no, seriously. It's, it's like a hostage situation. The Vikings held hostage by Justin Jefferson m- month 10. Um, I wonder if it has to do with, number one, C.D. Lamb, who was drafted before, in 2020, before Jefferson went, is eligible for a contract, too. And he basically has said, I want to break the bank. 
Not yeah. as much as Jefferson, but he's definitely said it. They're both I, just holding pens, hovering that's what over I a contract. And, and here's the other one. Now, this makes a little bit less sense, but the competitive nature might actually play a role here. Guess who just became or is eligible this offseason for a contract extension for the first time? Jamar Chase. All three of them holding yes. pens, staring and, at a contract. And now Jamar <laughs> Chase technically, I guess, in Jefferson's world should have to wait a year. But I wonder if this comes down to a desire from the Jefferson camp not to sign a contract and in two weeks then have it exceeded. Like, but it's only get, weird it's, it's only going to exceed it by, let's say the, the total know. contract is $170 million. Okay. I agree with you. CeeDee Lamb signed for $170. All signed for $171. If that's the hang-up, that's so stupid. I agree. But It's what's completely the, but, ego and vanity driven. But what is Quasi trying to tell us here? They have their reasons for waiting. We have ours for wanting to do it sooner. Do you think what he's saying, do you think part of it is, in terms of like reasons why Justin Jefferson wouldn't, if the, the Vikings general manager is saying, "Hey, we want to make him one of the highest paid players in the NFL," yeah. right? Like wow. he, we we have no issue with with his value. That is not the argument. So the list of reasons why JJ would want to wait or delay this are number one, he wants more money than the Vikings are offering, but it seems like the Vikings are. They're saying the right things, right? I was like, going to say they're. Ba- we're going to make you really rich, guy. So that's what they're saying. Yes. N- number two, it could be what you're saying, which is, well, let's make sure that we have another receiver set the bar so that we can for sure exceed that bar. But could number three be Justin Jefferson? You know, Kirko Kirko Chains is now Kirko Grills. He went to a dentist and got the gold grills on the teeth this week. Put it on Instagram and Justin Jefferson. Commenting back, hey, he's my guy. That's my quarterback, is what he commented. Yeah. What percentage of the, you know, the pie chart of waiting game is wanting to see what happens with Kirk and the quarterback situation? Which, by I the would, way, it might not fully play out until yeah the draft in two months from now. Here's why I don't buy that. Okay, so Quazy said before, and and Dukes has reported this for months now. But I don't think the Vikings confirmed it, or Quazy certainly didn't, until yesterday. Quazy said right before the Tampa Bay opener, regular season opener last year, quote, we got unbelievably close. Which, by the way, for an executive to say that yeah. is is big. Like, yes, okay, we all thought that. But he confirmed it right there. So if they were that close, you really think it, it was like September 8th, Jefferson in his right hand is the pen. And he's going down to sign the contract. He's like, okay, this is going to be it. I'm getting the bag. I'm getting the bag. And as he's, as just as Penn is about to hit paper, he says, what about Kirk? <laughs> and the bike is like, well, we can't do Kirk yet. And he says, well, then I'm not going to sign. And I'm actually going to play with no guarantee past year five. So yeah. that's why I don't believe that. Yeah. I think it's lower on the priority list too. So continuing with Quasi's comments on Jefferson, he was asked point blank, have you thought about trading him? Have you entertained the idea of trading him? Because a de- you can say all you want about how close you guys got, how much you want to make him one of the richest players in professional sports. There's no pen on paper yet. Would you trade him? And Quasey said, that's not something that has ever crossed my mind. I would say this about that comment. He's either lying, and I get it, that's fine. You're not going to get up there. Remember Rick Spielman, we have no intention, no intention of trading Stefan Diggs, Percy Harvin, all the yep. different players he said. Yep. 
So I do not expect Kwesi, when he's asked a point-blank question like that, he has to lie. So I think I think he's lying because there's no way as an NFL GM you don't think at some point as this thing drags on, man, I wonder, we definitely don't want to trade him, but what if we could get that third overall pick? What if we could get, so I don't think he's telling the truth here. Um, the other thing is if it actually hasn't crossed his mind, wouldn't that be negligence and incompetence as a general manager? And I don't think, I, I think he's lying. So I think it's been number one or door number one. But I want the general manager of the team that I follow and the like Vikings fans. Don't you want your general manager to explore all feasible options to make your team better? So I don't know. That was, that was an yeah. interesting comment. I think he's, I think he's lying, but if he's not lying and it hasn't crossed his mind, well, I need my general manager here to be turning over every stone and looking at every possibility. So Harvin and Diggs were a little bit different because they, they were actively disgruntled. Like there was problems there. Yeah. So Rick was lying because he needed the lie to trade him because you can't be like, I'm, I'm trying to shop these guys and no one will take them now. Um, I understand what you're saying, and I don't disagree with with the in in a vacuum the one quote. But in going through these quotes, Quasi is in so deep with these quotes as a collective that it's interesting. Like when you come out and say things like, "I mean, I, I th- this is damn near unprecedented," I think by saying someone should be compensated as such. Like he's basically saying, "We will give you everything that you want." Just please sign. So, I yes, I think that not even thinking about trading him would, would be a major problem. But I also feel like Quasi's put himself in the jackpot here. I mean, I also feel like he's buried himself. Like, this didn't feel, un, unless he's pulling the greatest end around of all time, this didn't feel strategic in a sense of trying to make a move. It, it, felt, felt, it felt more honest. Yeah. It, it, except it for felt the- like he was, because... And and go back and look at his quotes, or go back and listen, I should say, to his quotes on Kirk. They're very, like, down the middle. They're very, like, calculated. They are what you expect from a GM. Well, he didn't say, let's let's just, let's, let's use the same Jefferson quote, but okay. put Kirk Cousins in the quote, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you this same quote, but replace wide receiver and Jefferson with Cousins. Okay. We've said it and we'll continue to say it. We think he's the best quarterback in the league and he should be compensated as such. We think he's one of the best players in the league and we think he should be compensated as such. He has come nowhere near saying anything like that about Kirk, obviously. He obviously feels one way about Jefferson and he likes Kirk, but he doesn't put Kirk anywhere near like top of the food chain the way that he has spoken about him the last two years. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also clear too that K- that KOC has wants Kirk Cousins back, as Judd said off the top. Like that, that's clear. Kevin O'Connell wants Kirk Cousins back. That's priority number one. Now, could he shift his priorities after they explore the market? Kirk Cousins says bye bye, and I think KOC, yeah. as a forward-thinking individual, can move on from that and realize, okay, my next test is obviously drafting a quarterback and figuring out where I want to go there. Where Quasey has been a lot more careful with what he's saying because he could easily, he could have easily, Quasey could have went up there and said the exact same things that Kevin O'Connell did. He did not. And that was intentional. That that was not an accident. He did that on purpose because he knows that he's probably, they've reached a point where they're not going to pay Kirk the exact bag that Kirk Cousins in their camp want. Well, let's let's play a couple clips here. I'll fire these decks here. This is 
So KFC did his press conference, and then he went on PFT Live with noted Vikings enthusiast Mike Florio, and Florio grilled him. I mean, was Florio really was good. asking super pointed questions. Props to Florio. So we're going to play two clips. They're both like a minute long here from PFT Live, and it's it's Florio pushing at KOC to get answers here. But with him betting on himself, I mean, there's a chance he's going to find a, a jackpot somewhere else. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anytime free agency is involved, uh, you know, we can uh, we can have plans. And, and Kirk knows, you know, how I personally feel about him. He knows how organization feels about him. Uh, I believe Kirk wants to be a Minnesota Viking. I do believe uh, that. I've had some great dialogue with him pretty much weekly throughout the offseason, uh, you know, leading into kind of as we step foot in Indy for the combine. Uh, but there's a process, Mike, you know that, that that's got to play out. And, uh, I think if for us to, you know, be able to get to the place where we can come to an agreement and have Kirk Cousins as our quarterback moving forward, which is what, you know, I would love to see happen, uh, we're going to have to find that that space, that common ground. But ultimately, knowing uh, both parties want the same outcome, I do believe, uh, I feel strongly we're going to be able to get something done. Okay, I'll, I'll fire this next one here too, but it's it's super interesting that KOC wants Kirk back. KOC feels like, Kirk wants to come back, but there's this ambiguous elephant in the room that Quasi is kind of in charge of, right? I want to come back, but it's got to be on a certain price point or a certain number of guaranteed years, whatever it is. So, okay, here's Florio pushing KOC 2.0. I may be reading between the lines here, and I may be completely off base. It happens all the time. I almost feel like... He needs to, and you need him to, see what else might be out there before he can make his decision to stick around. I don't know. Needs probably the wrong word. I just think it's the opportunity. This isn't his first time betting on himself and, uh, you know, entering free agency. And I think he's earned that right. And like I said, in this day and age, and you know, a lot of a lot of the questions we're asking guys at this very combine when we get them in informal interviews revolve around handling adversity. Uh, having the courage to bet on yourself in a lot of ways is, is is something you're just not seeing that much anymore. Guys being willing to overcome adverse situations, fight like crazy to still be successful where their feet are planted. Um, I do believe that, uh, you know, Kirk knows how we feel about him. And I think at this point he's earned the right for what's going to transpire over these next few days and weeks. Uh, but my, my confidence is still strong that uh, we're going to have an opportunity for Kirk to be in Minnesota. So 100% unequivocally, you want him back. I do want him back. So that, to me, was the most important thing O'Connell said throughout the course of the day about Kirk, and here's why. He clearly knows. He's been told that Kirk has every intention of exploring the market, which, again, he should. Not, not a criticism. Yeah. But he knows that Kirk... And now the Vikings, so the Vikings would be stuck with that $28.5 million dead cap hit if he's brought back. Like, you can hear it. O'Connell, I think O'Connell wants him back, and I think O'Connell is hoping that that there, I guess, ideally for the Vikings' perspective, that there could be an 11th hour resolution of some sort to get this done, and then they can defer again and put in, you know, dead uh, uh, um, faux cap years and all of that stuff. But that being said... I thought that quote reflected a 100%. I've been told that, that this guy has come this far and is going to explore the market, which, of course, opens up the door for Quasi to say, sorry, Kevin, it's too much. We can't bring him back and pay this and pay that and pay Jefferson. Because the difference is this. From listening to Quasi especially, 
I feel like the Vikings are at least in charge of the Cousins negotiations. Like, they've got a price point. They might change it. Both sides might change it. But I feel like the Vikings are acting very rationally here, like very businesslike, button-up, suit-tie-like. I'll say this. It feels like Justin Jefferson is 100% in charge of the negotiations with the Vikings. What is the on the Kirk front? Based on everything that we've now taken in the last two months since the season ended, what do you think the percent chance is that he's back with the Vikings? Oh, boy. After listening to everybody talk, the head coach, I think, really wants him back badly. Um, The GM, I think, is reflecting the head coach a bit, but being far more. um, I think it's about 25 to 30%. Because here's my thing. The ball's in Kirk's court. It is. It's, it's well, clearly in Kirk's and court. And it's in Kirk's and Quasey's court, really. Sure. Because if the Vikings if, if the Vikings let him explore, maybe they push the void. Maybe they can push the void date back. I don't think they can back. anymore now. I think, that's, I think that time has passed. They can't. Okay. They can't. So they can't, they can't move that. So they're stuck. So they need to find out. Quasey needs to find out, okay, tamper away this week in Indianapolis. Because we need to know before you can officially talk to teams. He's got a hall pass for the weekend in Indy. But isn't there another? I should I should have done some digging on this before we clicked record today. But isn't there another stipulation that he can't sign for more than forty million dollars a year? Yes. Until after the void date with the Vikings. Correct. So if his market value goes over forty million dollars, he's gone. They're kind of screwed, aren't they? Unless unless he's willing to take what they offer. Like, I think that's what O'Connell is bending over backwards to say, we love you. O- O'Connell actually said, and I don't know if he's discussed this before, but on PFT Live, he actually talked about the fact that when he was an assistant in Washington with Kirk a- as the quarterback for, I think, a season or two, that uh, that the families became friends. Hmm. So, like, they're tight with Kirk, with Julie, with the kids. The Cousinses are tight with the O'Connells. So, like, they're pals. They're buddies. Um, but yes, this, I, I think that's, I think, again, I think the ball's in Kirk's court. Are you so going to say like 25%? You said 25%. Yeah, because you're right, dude. If, if the, uh, if the prediction that Barnwell had, you know, if somebody comes with 50 million, Vikings can't match that. And is Kirk really going to say no? Yeah. There's two teams he'll take a discount for the Vikings. And if Kyle Shanahan calls and says, I want you to be my quarterback. Those are the only two teams he's going to take a discount for. My quarterback. And the San Francisco part, not just because it's Kyle Shanahan and they've been in four MC title games and two Super Bowls, but because he would have a legit ch- Like, he can get $51 million from the Steelers or Falcons, let's say, and you're kind of in the same boat as the Vikings. You're, you're log-jammed. You don't have a clear class to be a contender. If Kyle has called him up and the tampering has started or the tampering once it begins, it says, I want you to be my quarterback and... Are you okay with making only twenty to twenty-five million dollars? And Kirk realizes, you know what? My best chance to win a Super Bowl. I am cool with the twenty to twenty-five million dollars or whatever it would be. Those are the only two teams, Niners and Vikings, that he'd take a discount for. I think he'd take a discount. I don't think he'd go th- that low. I don't think he would. I don't think he's taking anything less than thirty-five million dollars at this point. I think thirty-five to forty would be well. And I mean, clearly, if the Vikings can't exceed forty, yeah, will. Find out. Now, the Vikings are potentially, if they really want Kirk back, 
they are in, in a position to get a big break here because it sounds like the Falcons and Bears are working on a Justin Fields trade. That's interesting. Yeah, this whole we should at some point here, maybe we can do this tomorrow. There's a musical chairs game that does factor in. It's there's a supply and demand. It of, could leave Kirk out a little bit. Well, it definitely would. Yeah, it's if there's like six or seven teams that are looking for a new starting quarterback, there's certainly more options than just Kirk Cousins, right? There's dra- there's t- first round draft picks, there's Fields, there's Russell Wilson for one point two million dollars. Dex, give me a percentage. Back to the Vikings. Everything you've consumed in the last two months. Thirty percent, a little higher than twenty five for me. Thirty percent, because I think okay. he's comfortable. I'm higher than you guys. I think listening to Kevin O'Connell specifically, when the head coach, I don't think he's lying. I think Judd's right about those. Those guys, they have a great connection. Kevin has elevated Kirk's play in his career. They clearly have a chemistry, and mm-hmm. and, and I don't. I don't think when he's being asked by Mike Florio, point blank, do you want him back? And he says, yes, I want him back. I don't think that's posturing. I think he wants him back. Yeah, he doesn't lie well. So if the head coach is saying, Quasi, dude, get him back, we can still draft a quarterback. But, of course, we would sit here and say, well, that doesn't make sense to put all that cap money in and not take advantage of a." But, like, if the head coach wants Kirk back, I think it's at least 50%. Okay. I'm going to say it's very 50-50 right now. So I'll I'll be the highest percentage of the three of us. The interesting thing then though, though is what is your plan? So like if Kirk comes back, are you still going to try to draft a guy in the, the first round? Wild, and if you sign Kirk for, you know, cuz I'm going to assume that Kirk is not going to take a one-year contract. If you sign Kirk for two or three years as we discussed, I think it was on yesterday's show, it doesn't really make sense to draft a quarterback high because you're you're back all in and so like if you're going to draft a quarterback and you want jefferson to sign how, how do you explain hey justin just be patient here dude we're gonna you know so like this this introduces if there are people with different beliefs who try to come together and and be like okay we're gonna keep jefferson for sure now we're keeping kirk at that point in time how do you marry that all together to be as successful as possible and build something yep these are all very open-ended questions. And you know what these so, are? These aren't champagne problems. These are real problems. These are real <laughs> issues, Quasi. These are real football problems, Quasi. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do, man, we got a 2.0 from Mel Kuyper, so we got to do that here real quick. Oh, yeah. After we uh, give you guys one more reminder here, you've helped us. Well, not us. I mean, we're just, we just put up a website, uh, scorenart.com slash donate. We are looking to raise money for just the tragic happenings from a week and a half ago, two Burnsville police officers, Paul Elmstrand and Matthew Ruggi and firefighter and paramedic Adam Finseth tragically killed in the line of duty. And the frontline foundation has already organized $60,000 to those families. And so we're jumping in and we have a page. It's a donation page for the frontline foundation looking to raise more money. Scornorth.com slash donate scornorth.com slash donate. You've already donated a few thousand dollars, and so we appreciate that. If you have $5, 50 500 whatever you feel comfortable with, scorenorth.com slash donate. I want a mock! Mock! Okay, the godfather of mocks has spoken for the second time. It's Mel Kuyper's 2.0 at ESPN.com, boys. Huge. Kind of. Why doesn't he wait till after the combine? He, he, he came this far. You, you think don't, they're you trying don't. to... You don't tell Mel how to mock. 
I think he does a post combine. Uh, I, 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 I don't too. think I don't think we can tell I don't think we can tell the Godfather how to go about his bit. You don't tell the Colio and say, "Wait, what? What's that Colio doing trying to get business going on the day of the combine?" I bet you he doesn't want to. But the excitement about combine week, yeah. his bosses say you have double to. dip, and I okay. bet he'll do one after mm-hmm. the combine. But this just, I mean, think about how great this week is from a football perspective, right? And now we got a mock from Mel. Let's go through it here. So he's got, I don't think he has trades yet. He holds off on the trades until later. So he's got Caleb Williams going to the Bears as of right now. He's got Jaden Daniels going to the Commanders number two. So the the godfather of mock has Jaden Daniels above Drake May right now. And then he has Drake May going three to the Patriots. Excuse me. He has Marvin Harrison Jr. for the Cardinals. And then this is a huge deviation, he says, from his original mock draft. He has offensive tackle J.C. Latham from Alabama going to the Chargers at five. That's the highest that we've seen him go. At six, Rome Adunze, wide receiver Washington to the Giants. Seven, the Titans take Joe Alt, offensive tackle Notre Dame. Falcons take Dallas Turner, edge rusher, Alabama. Bears take wide receiver Malik Neighbors from LSU. Jets take Brock Bowers, the Georgia tight end. And win the 11th overall pick. The godfather of mock, Mel Kuyper, <laughs> selects on behalf of the Minnesota Vikings from Florida State defensive end Jared Verse. I want a mock! Mock! He almost went cornerback here. He had no mention of quarterback. J.J. McCarthy, by the way, goes the very next pick to the Broncos at 12. So he thinks Kirk's back then. Wouldn't you trade back at this point? If, you, if, you, if you're the Vikings and you think J.J. McCarthy is within range here and you don't want him, wouldn't you trade out? Dude, I don't know. Yes, don't yes. Know what we're doing with And I, I still think McCarthy might go top 10. When, yeah, when it's all already, said and done. He's already I, he's going knocking on the door quickly. here. Yes, yeah, so... So there you go. Interesting. All right. We do have a second episode. It's a write that down Wednesday. We've got a hard count for you. So tons of purple daily stuff here. This NFL combine week. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.